0: And welcome into another episode of Sig Daddy's Wrestling Show. I'm your host, Sig Daddy, and today it's the NXT TakeOver in Your House pay-per-view review. Just finished watching NXT TakeOver in your house. And boy, it was a fun show. It was a fun show. More thoughts on the show coming here in a few moments. But before that, make sure to follow me on Twitter, Facebook, at SigDaddy Wrestle. And then if you haven't already, follow me on Instagram at sigdaddy.wrestle. And make sure to subscribe to the podcast on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the iHeartRadio app, and other podcasting platforms. But let's get this thing uh, rolling. Six matches on the card for NXT TakeOver in your house. They're live from the Performance Center. Mauro, Ranallo, Todd, Phillips, and Beth Phoenix are all on commentary we start out with the six woman tag team match between Shotzi Blackheart Tegan Knox, and Mia Yim they take on Candice LeRae Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez I enjoyed this match I enjoyed this match for the most part I thought this was pretty good opener not bad I felt like this was an odd choice to start the show I was like maybe let's start off with Keith Lee and Johnny Gargano but actually later on I think about it this is probably a good match to start out with and they all did pretty good here. Um late in the match, Knox and G- Gonzalez and Tegan are there, and uh Tegan Knox they hit some strikes. Knox goes for a hurricane rana, gets power bombed, and then Yim almost as late to break up the pin. And then Yim and Larray they have their issues right now, along with Keith Lee and Johnny Gargano. But uh, they fight backs fight to the backstage area. Kai accidentally kicks Gonzalez. Knox hits a choke slam because she is Lady Kane assisted slice bread number two by Blackheart on Gonzalez and then they knock Raquel out of the ring shiniest wizard by Knox on Kai that's enough to get it done and give them the win like I said it wasn't a bad opener and I thought they delivered I thought they delivered a solid outing the finish kind of felt a little off to me but the execution of this match was just fine just seemed a little bit off but uh Will Ray's, Will Ray and Yim's issues continue, and Knox scores a victory over Dakota Kai, which I think that's a, they accomplished what they needed to accomplish, and they're teasing some kind of issues maybe between Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai. I'm going to give it a B-grade. Not a bad opener. After that, we got Finn Balor versus Damian Priest and this one started off hot. This this match had a very, very frantic pace to it. Pretty high-paced match. I was a little bit surprised because I thought Priest was going to slow things down quite a bit. This match didn't have very many uh, rest holds in it. Very up-tempo match. I really enjoyed this one. Uh, Finn Balor, this is by, quite possibly is the best Finn Balor we've ever seen. I don't know. Maybe the NXT, well, the best version of him we've ever seen in WWE. The NXT run... Was pretty good the initial NXT run, but so far in this NXT run for Finn, it's been fantastic. His main roster stuff was good, but he was poorly booked in my opinion. Poorly booked in my opinion, but Finn and Damian Priest, boy did they deliver here. They delivered a really good match late in the match. Finn goes for a coup de grace, Priest goozles him, chokeslams him off the top rope for a long two count and then priest he gets knocked off the steps at one time during this and man did it look rough because he hit the like the corner of the steps he hit the corner of the steps with his like the middle of his back and it looked awful it did not look awful i did not envy damian priest there that was looked bad it looked rough it it just looked uber painful um uh, then Priest would get back into the ring. Stomp to the back of Priest's head. And then Finn hits the coup de gras, Getting it done. And like I said. This is a very good match. Very good in physical match. Because Priest has some bigger moves. He had a uh, razor's edge on the apron. And I don't know. These guys both delivered. This is probably Priest's best outing. Since he's came to NXT. And very good in physical match. And Really enjoyable. I'm going to give it an A- grade. Check this one out if you check out In Your House for NXT TakeOver. Very good. The next match, I was this was the next match I was so hyped up for. Johnny Gargano versus Keith Lee for the NXT North American Championship. I had a high expectations heading into this match. And boy, I was let down. I was let down quite a bit. They didn't have a bad match. They did not have a bad match by any. Any stretch, it was just kind of boring to me. I loved the psychology stuff. I love the in-ring psychology stuff from Johnny Gargano, working the arm and the injured eye, well, the hand and the injured eye of Keith Lee. I loved it, but this thing felt so slow. Once they picked it up in the last few minutes, I thought this was a pretty good match. But the first 10, first 10 15 minutes, probably 15 minutes of this, I was not feeling it. I was not feeling it. I was waiting for them to kick it in the next gear. Once they did, they did a pretty good job, I thought. But uh, late in the match, I'm going to go towards the, late the later in the match. Uh, Lee carried Gargano to the back. Uh, carried Gargano back toward the ring. Uh, Candice comes from a distraction. This was after uh, Keith Lee threw Gargano through the uh, plexiglass. Yim and Lit Ray brawl. They because uh, Ray came to cause a distraction. Uh, Gargano used the key that he had that he showed earlier. Stabbed Lee in the eye, and he super kicks Lee twice, and Lee kicks out. He kicks him a third time, and Lee kicks out at two and a half. Uh, Gargano stands on Lee's hand, pops him up. Does Lee and then hits a spirit bomb, another power bomb by Lee, and then a actually, it was a big bang. Yeah, he hit a power bomb, then a big bang, a catastrophe to get it done. Um, I'm gonna give it a B. I'm gonna give this match a B. I liked the hand and eye work by Gargano, but it, like I said, it felt like a slog for the first 15 minutes or so of this match. The last few minutes, they kicked it in the next gear. Pretty enjoyable match after that. I, thought these guys, I think these guys are capable of a lot better. I know they're trying to establish this Johnny Gargano heel character. I get it. But it, man, did this kind of disappoint me. I also thought this went a bit too long. Because it went over 20 minutes, I'm pretty sure. And the first 15 minutes of it felt pretty slow. But a B grade for that match. Gargano and Lee. After that, we get the NXT Championship match the backlog brawl between adam cole and velveteen dream and if dream loses this match dream will not get another shot at the nxt championship as long as cole is the nxt champion and this match was not very good it wasn't very good just kind of disappointing too but they tried to do a cinematic wrestling match with the nxt championship and it's it wasn't very good um a couple things that happened during the match. Uh, Dream knocked Cole off a ladder into a hood of a car, and Cole's bleeding everywhere. And the Undisputed Era come out, throw a bunch of chairs in there, and then a chair doesn't get to the ring, and Strong's going to put it off. Well, I don't know if Strong was, but they uh, Dexter Loomis pulled the chair for, to, underneath the ring, and then he comes out. Gets strong and fish. That he beats the crap out of him, puts him in a trunk, and drives away. And the finish of this match was Dream, I think, hits a Death Valley driver with a Dream Valley driver, not on the chairs that were all in the ring. He gets a near fall and hits a purple rainmaker elbow as Cole was sitting down in a chair. Cole kicked out at two, and then. Dream is trash talking Cole. Cole, it's a low blow. Panama Sunrise on top of the chairs, and then that's it. Cole gets the pin and the win, and I don't know. I don't know where you go with Cole from here. I don't know where you go with Velveteen Dream from here, because Velveteen Dream has had multiple opportunities at the NXT Championship. Is this a sign of a character change, or is this a sign of him going up to the main roster? I don't really know, and I don't know who Cole faces next. I really don't. There is not a whole lot of worthy contenders right now. Maybe Dexter Loomis, but I think that's a little bit too soon. But I don't know. Where, does, where do they go from here with these guys? Because I thought this might have been Dream's time to win the title, but it just seemed like too odd of a circumstance for him to win it because backlot brawl, winning a title, doesn't feel big at all. I don't know. The cinematic wrestling matches were they're pretty good. Mo for the most part. Most of them have been pretty good. But NXT, for some reason, they have not been able to produce a good uh cinematic wrestling match. Cause they had that the Cole, not Cole, but Gargano versus Champa. And that what I got out of that was it was largely disappointing. Very slow, very boring. This wasn't very good. The camera cuts, the the production on this match was, oh my gosh. It was nauseating almost to watch because they had five bajillion camera cuts during this match. And man, it was hard to watch. And I don't know, just not a good match. Cole's probably worst match, but that's not a, I'm not counting this really as a match because it wasn't in ring. So I'm going to give this a C grade. Worst thing on the show by far, Really disappointing. And we get Todd Pettengill, and it's this in-your-house kind of feel. They're taking you back to the 90s. We had a couple cool little things during the show. We had Cole doing an IcoPro uh, uh, advertisement. It was some funny stuff during this. They had DX involved. I liked the nostalgic feel to this show, uh, but yeah, that's all I got to say about the kind of background of the show. And then it's Tommaso Champa, Tommaso Champa, I mean, versus Carrying Cross with Scarlet, and this is Cross's NXT Takeover debut. And boy, this was largely dominated by Carrying Cross. Carrying Cross looked like an absolute monster. He looked like a monster because Champa didn't get a whole lot of offense in most of this match. Champa got a hope spot late on with hitting a. He hit a bunch of knees on a Cross and Cross. Well, he actually went for a uh, fairy tale ending on Cross, but Cross countered it into a modified F5, which was looked nasty. And then he locked in a rear naked choke, and then Champa passed out. Uh, but I thought this needed this was what it needed to be. Cross looked like an absolute beast, and he just went over a former NXT champion, a former NXT champion. That's the way to establish a guy, and it was in a convincing manner. And I really liked the match. That's why I'm going to give it an A grade. Enjoyable. It got. It gave me that feeling of. It. It reminded me of Brock Lesnar, John Cena from SummerSlam 14, but very. It was at a bridged version of that. And Cross just looked like a monster. He's got NXT champion written all over him. And I'm making a prediction here. Carrying Cross will be. NXT champion before the end of the year. I am calling it right now. But yeah, that match, it gets an A grade for me. And, well, from me. And very enjoyable. It was what it needed to be. Finally, we're at our main event of the evening. And it was... Finally, it was the main event of the evening. It was Charlotte Flair defending her NXT Women's Championship against Io Shirai and Rhea Ripley. And boy, did this deliver. Rhea, Charlotte, and Io were fantastic. But Io, her performance in this match was just amazing. She hit a crossbody off the top of the set, when that takes some big, big guts. That's some, she's got some guts, because that was probably about 15 feet or so in the air, and it's like a house set up, because it's in your house, of course, and wow, she hit it off the top of there, but all three women did a fantastic job in this match. Very hard hitting, very physical match, for the three and the finish of this match was uh, Shirai hitting some big strikes Rhea locks in her uh, submission hold the prism trap I think it's called and Flair then comes in with a kendo stick to break up the submission Flair beats down Ripley and Shirai with the kendo stick Flair hits a spear uh, followed by a figure four And she goes for the figure eight, but then Shirai, she's up top, moonsaults, and actually, 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 I mean, hits Ripley's head. She covers and wins the NXT Women's Championship. And I think Charlotte Flair is incapable of having a bad match on most any show. Charlotte Flair is, as much as people give her a bad rap for being overexposed, and I, and I, I agree, she is overexposed, but she delivers in big matches, man. She delivers. And so did EO. and so did Rhea. Rhea's got a bright future. She should be NXT cha- Women's Champion by the end of the year. But it's EO's time. eo has been consistently really good. I remember her TakeOver match with Candice LeRae at uh, TakeOver, I think it was Brooklyn or something. I don't remember if it was Brooklyn. It was, it was last uh, SummerSlam weekend, but Io and Candice really delivered there. And all three of the women really delivered here. Big moves from all three of them. Rhea Ripley actually had a riptide from the middle rope during this match. And awesome match. Awesome main event from the women. Hats off to all of them. And congrats to Io Shirai for winning the NXT Women's Championship. It's well-deserved. It's well-deserved, and the ladies put on a killer main event. I'm going to give it an A. What a match. What a main event. Pretty dang good show overall. And it's nice to see this, that they're moving on from Charlotte already. I think that I think that's the experiment isn't working, and they're just going to put her back on Raw, which I think makes perfect sense. Like I said, they were overexposing Charlotte, and she should be back on Raw. I hope this means she will stay on Raw, but we'll see what happens because they left it open a bit because she wasn't involved in the decision because she had the figure eight locked in on Rhea and I hit the moonsault on Rhea and pinned her. So we might see another match between Charlotte and Eo here in the future, but nice to see EO as NXT Women's Champion. A grade from me for that match, the main event of NXT TakeOver in your house. Very good show. Very good show from them. Not their best takeover outing, but we still got to take into account there's not any crowds. There's no crowds. They at least have uh, developmental talent there, but still. Not their best takeover, but still a very good takeover and an upgrade from the WWE pay-per-views that I've seen. I'm going to give it a B-plus grade. Everything on this show was pretty much good to great other than Adam Cole versus Velveteen Dream in the uh, the parking lot brawl, whatever you want to call it, the back lot brawl. I didn't enjoy that. I thought Keith Lee versus Johnny Gargano was good, but I thought it was disappointing. I thought they could have had a better match. I got the psychology of it, but I just didn't enjoy the first 15 minutes or so. Of that match that much, but really, a very good show from NXT. NXT Takeover in your house, definitely recommend going to watch. Uh, going back to watch the Triple Threat main event, uh, where Io Shirai took on Rhea Ripley and Charlotte Flair, and the Karrion Cross versus Champ uh, versus Champa match, and the Damian Priest versus Finn Balor match. Those three matches all delivered, and I thought they were really, really good matches. Great match from the main event. The women's triple threat main event. Final grade, as I said earlier, B plus for NXT TakeOver in your house. Well, I hope you enjoyed that review. I enjoyed giving that review to you all. And I have more... Hope you enjoyed that review of NXT TakeOver in your house. More content coming your way This week, for my retro pay-per-view review, I will have ECW One Night Stand from 2005 taking place from the Hammerstein Ballroom in New York. Look forward to giving that to you. Also, coming up here soon will be my Backlash pay-per-view review. It will be interesting. The greatest match of all time, possibly. Edge and Orton. We'll see about that. Uh, look forward to giving you those reviews. One Night Stand review should be up next Friday. Well, this upcoming Friday. And then my Backlash pay-per-view review should be up on Monday. But until then, like I said earlier, make sure to follow me on Twitter and Facebook at SigDaddyRussell and then on Instagram at SigDaddy.Russell. And if you haven't already, make sure to subscribe. To my podcast on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, the iHeartRadio app, and plenty other podcasting platforms. And if you haven't, make sure to leave me a five-star review on Apple Podcasts if you like the show. I hope you do, and I look forward to giving you more content coming up this week. Until next time, this is Sig Daddy signing off, thanking you all for listening, and so long, everybody.